Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember, no role is insignificant. Every life matters and go out and make a difference. It's better than that, isn't it? Uh, the wind isn't blowing today. Yet. <laughs> Man, it's the weather been crazy. Of course, I know that I've been around here tomorrow. It'll be 68 years. 55 of them in Borger. So, uh, moved to Amarillo. By the way, my name's Ricky Griffin. For uh, it seems like I know a lot of uh, I do know a lot of you, a lot of members of my church in Borger are now here. So uh, Mark Urquhart, I don't know if y'all know him. He uh, he was my youth pastor in Borger. We only kept him because of Cinda, you know. So uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, you. You know, I want to start off today, uh, I, want, I want to pray for Brent and Ashley. Uh, can I just say he's exactly where he needs to be? <laughs> uh, I mean, can you imagine somebody saying, I can't believe that preacher took off, but somebody will. I mean, <laughs> uh, I just want to pray for Brent and Ashley um, it's hard to say goodbye. In fact, I don't. I just say, I'll see you after a while. I'll see you at supper time. There is going to be a supper time, and I'm going to be there. <laughs> right? It's okay if you talk back to me. <laughs> I'm from the old school. You can tell. In fact, I went to school in Border. There's a sign where I went. It says, slow, school. That's the one I went to. Here we go. Father, I come to you today on behalf of Brent and Ashley and all the family, God. Um, I pray, God, that you would bring peace. You are the Prince of Peace. Would you bring your peace to the family? Give them um, comfort as they say goodbye to one of the leaders of the family. So, and I also pray today, God, that the Holy Spirit would come in this place, that we would be um, encouraged about you with everything that's going wrong in the world. We still trust and believe you have everything under control. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for letting me do that. If you, I hate to say this, 
I started to say, turn in your Bibles, but turn in your iPhones on the Bible app to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. How many of you know what, what chapter 13 in Corinthians is? If you know, raise your hand. It's the love chapter. Any of you that maybe y'all hadn't got married yet, you're just living together. Because they use this at every wedding. And I sure did, you, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll read it together. Uh, let me find my notes. Can y'all tell how brief it's going to be today? <laughs> y'all know what I like about Jared? Nothing. Hadn't found one thing I like about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of Jared, I'm not the ugliest guy here today. I heard that. Um, by the way, I cut myself shaving this morning. Cannot get it to stop bleeding. You know, I'm on baby aspirin. <laughs> I used to use that as a joke. But anyway, I'm on a baby aspirin and, and blood thinner because I got two stents in 2019. So... Um, as soon as I did it, I never cut myself. And as soon as I did, I looked in the mirror and said, do you want me to preach on the blood this morning? Oh, first Corinthians 13. Let me get there. I had cataract, I had cataract surgery, but three years ago, man, it was wonderful. They put, took out the old lens that God gave me and put in new lens that man made. And, um, Man, I can I can see way out there. I see that fly on the wall back there. But I can't read up close. It doesn't. He, you don't get everything. But uh, I tell y'all, before I do this, there's something on my heart to share, and I've really prayed about what to say and how to say it. All of us are going through something. Would you agree, everybody? You're either walking into a storm or you're in the middle of a storm or you just walked out. I mean, there's only three places you can be. Is this on? Do y'all believe that? How many of you is walking through something right now? Good. Because I don't feel alone. You know, even pastors are walking through things. We're just people. Um, I pastored in Border, really started in Sanford. The fire got started in Sanford, and we moved to Border. Uh, it was First Baptist Sanford. So when we moved to Border, I didn't think we could Call it First Baptist Sanford. <laughs> so we changed the name to Grace Fellowship. And we started that church in 2003. Our first services. It was awesome. I seen God do mighty things. But today, 
February the 19th, six years ago, my daughter committed suicide. Now, I had, and still do, four girls. So, I know a lot about girls. I've seen it behind the scenes when they're fighting. But, you know, it was six years ago today that I found her. My twin brother texted me before I left home this morning. He said, I'm just thinking about you. It meant a lot. Um, I think it's no accident I came today. Somebody, somebody needs to hear there's hope. I mean, if, if you don't have hope this morning, you're, you're in trouble. Huh. I had a lot of people mad at me when I left Borger. I felt like God was doing it. I didn't just up and want to move to Trinity. They all thought, well, he uh, hijacked out of here. He wanted to go to bigger and better things. Couldn't be further from the truth. I was doing what I felt like God told me to do. I, I talked it over with the Holy Spirit here. <laughs> I mean that because when I hear the Lord, I don't know if it's Pam or him. I'm I'm kidding. But I will tell you what Jimmy Evans says about it. Everything that I don't have, he completed it in her. She's my other side, my other voice, my other opinion. Everything that I don't have, she has it. And she's awesome. And I love her very much. It'll be 40 years, May the 21st. She's the luckiest girl I know. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be here today because I think revival, and I hate to call it revival. That's a word that's used too much. How about us call it habitation, where he just comes and habitates with us. It's happening everywhere else. And I'm hearing it's going to happen in the panhandle. Have y'all heard that prophetic word from Chuck Pierce and, and uh, what's the other guy? Give me 50. Dutch Sheets. Um, can I just say this? I want it. Man, I want God to come. And when he does... It's going to be amazing. Some of these people we don't like right now are going to get hit by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Y'all don't look at me like you like them either. <laughs> but because here's the deal. It's not Republicans and it's not Democrats. It's good versus evil. In the last days, it said 
good will be evil and evil will be good. Can I tell you, the truth anymore isn't the truth that we grew up with. I tell you, Josh McDowell wrote a book and uh, he calls it Absolute Truth. It's good for all people at all times in all places. It never changes. And this book right here is Absolute Truth. So I don't know who this is for today. To say all of that, I wanted you to know a little bit about who I am, who she is, who Jesus is. That's the main thing. But I just believe God wants to minister today. You believe it? So let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in, in tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give all I, I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. Here's the part I like. We're getting to it. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. If you do have a Bible, you might underline that word envy. That's the one we're going to key in on for a few minutes. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always, remember that's a word that I've learned always, you know, Pam says, you always do that. And I said, no, 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 no. I may do it a lot, but I've done it one other time. So it can't be always. But when God says, when Paul is speaking here through Paul, he, he says, it always hopes and it always perseveres. Man. We used to say that at nearly every ceremony. I, I know I did. Pam printed out a little book for me so I could have it there. And then we printed one a little nicer to give them so they might remember what we said that day. 
because they're sitting there going, <laughs> they won't remember what I said. Here we go. God's kind of love is not envious. The dictionary defines envy as discontented desire or resentment aroused by another's possessions, achievements, or advantages. A person who is discontent or resents others who have more things, talent, or a better job is a person who doesn't appreciate God's love for him or her. I want to read that again. If they, uh, it's a person who doesn't appreciate God's love for him or her. If they would receive God's love for them, a supernatural contentment would settle into their lives. Are y'all are y'all getting that? <laughs> it's gonna get good. Look at your neighbor and say it's gonna get good. Have any of you ever been discontented? Huh? Really? Even at school, I was discontented every day. The whole time. <laughs> Discontentment is envy. And, and is at the root of temptation. Take Adam and Eve. Y'all know who they are? I have to ask anymore. Some people don't. Who's that? Um, take Adam and Eve as an example. Before the devil could get them in sin, he had to make them discontented. That was no small chore. <laughs> How do you make people who are living in perfection, dissatisfied. They had no needs. They'd never been hurt or abused. They couldn't blame their actions on their dysfunctional family. <laughs> I love that one. Shut the door and pull down the blinds. Let's go. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Listen. However, the devil made them believe they were missing out on something. He made two people living in paradise dissatisfied with perfection. That's amazing. Do y'all know what the word, the Garden of Eden, the word Eden means? It means a place of pleasure and delight. Adam and Eve were living in a place called pleasure and delight. Had everything. 
dominion over everything. Y'all didn't get that. We can't even get dominion in our own family sometimes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kind of. They were dissatisfied with perfection. This shows us that contentment isn't a state of being, but a state of mind. If, if perfect people living in a perfect world could become discontented, then certainly, this is part that don't throw rocks, then certainly imperfect people living in an imperfect world can be discontented. Right? I'll talk over here. They're, they're asleep. That's why the Bible admonishes us to learn to be content in all states. Philippians 4.11 Only God's love will give us contentment we desire. Paul said it in Philippians while he's in prison. I'm content. Content with God. What time do y'all go home? <laughs> well, I just got a little bit, and I'll be done, and you'll be glad. Ask the Lord for a deeper revelation of His love. Realize that any any, any discontentment is envy. And God's love is the antidote for this crippling attitude. Being content in His love is what will keep you from temptation. Y'all may not remember anything I said today. That's, it's okay. But God is speaking here today. I don't know. Um, I feel like I'd like to do a little ministry time. Yep, it's on. I, I feel like my friend Todd Pitts sitting here by Pam, we kind of, he kind of, he kind of started uh, a, th a thing with Dr. Larry Lee who wrote 
a great book years ago, sold millions of copies on prayer. And we've decided that we want to see God move. Now, we're not starting a church. We got plenty of them, right? We'll send them to one. But here's the deal. People aren't coming to church. Well, they are in Panhandle. This is awesome. But can I tell you, how many people live in Panhandle? Huh? I can't hear. And what do you think we have here today? 250? And if we added up all the churches in Panhandle, what would we come up with? 1,200? So I would say there's a lot of people out there unchurched, right? Some of it might be what I like to call disenfranchised. More, more than getting mad at the church, people do get mad at, uh, really they don't get mad at the church. They get mad at a pastor's or, or somebody else when we change something. And I wanted to say, I changed it just so you'd get mad and leave. <laughs> but Todd started this ministry that we met over. I, I had a thing at the Aluminum Dome. Uh, man, we had... 200, 250. I was surprised. It was good. But I'm explaining to you, I need a place in Panhandle. Beauty shop, barbershop, somebody that's hungry for God, somebody that wants more of God. We are the church. It's not this building. We don't need bigger buildings and more buildings. We need more people moving outside the church. The church nowadays is they do all their fishing in the bait shop. Right? We've got a fish out there. And we might start catching something. And this morning, I feel like with what we do, man, we're seeing people get healed. The Bible says that we can walk in, in, in miracles, signs, and wonders. And, 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 and it says in, in Mark 16, and these signs will follow those who believe. Well, can I just tell you, I told Todd, they're not following me. Is it my unbelief? I think so. Can I, if I can be honest. Because that envy word comes up again. Well, you healed him. 
I knew you wouldn't heal me. Have y'all ever had that thought? Oh, we're going to cast out lying demons here in a minute. (laughs) We can. We do that too. I'm telling you, see Mir Todd, something that you're on fire about in Panhandle, and we can just come and... I don't like meeting in a church. The reason is... uh, I don't want them thinking that, I don't want anybody getting, I don't want the Baptists or the Methodists or the Church of Christ getting mad. I really would like to see unity. That'd be awesome. Huh? Because in America, there's no unity. And that's what he's looking for. I may not believe exactly like you, but is it about Jesus? If it is, I'm in. So, when I say ministry time, can I come down here? If I don't fall down. I'm, I'm wearing boots today and I'm not used to it. I'm wanting to be a cowboy. We see by your outfit that you are a cowboy. If we get an outfit, we can be a cowboy too. <laughs> I, I, I came down here to minister to people. You know, here's what I believe. Elders govern. Senior pastor leads. Staff manage, and the body ministers. That's what the word says, right? Hello there. I'm glad to see y'all. I got some friends back here. Paul and uh, Karen Pinkston. She said, "I seen it on Facebook that you were going to be in Panhandle. I seen it one minute after you posted." And we wanted to drive over here near you. And that makes me feel loved. But if we're going to, the body's going to minister, what does that look like? It looks like if somebody needed healing this morning, they'd just stand right up, not be ashamed. They just stand up and say, I, I, I want somebody to pray for me for healing. Is there anybody here for that? Now here's what we do. The body ministers. Not the pastor. So you guys need to get up and come put hands on the ones that are standing and let them tell you what they need healing of. Hey, if this goes longer than y'all want, just go on home. I mean, really, it'd be okay with me. Um,
If you don't get up and come, you can just extend your hand in agreement. I'm in agreement for what they're praying for. The Bible says if two can agree as touching on earth and ask anything, I wonder if he means anything. If two can agree as touching on earth, that's before AT&T said reach out to touch someone. He said it. Isn't this cool? People need the Lord. And we desperately need each other. There might be someone here this morning that you've never made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. Maybe you said a prayer a long time ago. That's what I did. I said a prayer as a seven-year-old at church. My mama was happy. I was seven years old. It's the best day of my life. I wanted to get baptized next week too if this is going to be the way it was. I really meant it as much as I knew about Jesus. But maybe somebody's like me. You, you prayed a prayer with some people and truly you got saved. But you've never made Him Lord of your life. You know what I'm saying? Today's the day. I'll be right here. Maybe you've never been baptized. And I don't mean as a baby. I mean after you've accepted the Lord. The old is gone, the new is gone. And that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.